0: chapter 2 of tor a street boy of jerusalem by florence morse kingsley this LibriVox recording is in the public domain recording by patrick seville chapter 2 a sparrow falleth the galilean having thus made for himself an enemy plunged into one of the narrow streets leading toward the temple he was still breathing deep and thrust his pilgrim staff fiercely into the red dust of the gloomy thoroughfare who am i that i should follow a prophet he demanded of himself angrily if thine enemy smite thee smite not thou again saith my master and behold i have smitten a stranger and one born blind verily i am glad that the nazarene did not see me do it hold i had forgotten the boy he stopped short, and presently spied a small head running over with sunburnt curls peeping out from the shelter of a projecting archway. The boy's wild, bright eyes met his own defiantly. Thou wilt not catch me a second time, Galilean. The man's white teeth flashed in a quick-answering smile. He who is once bitten by a wolf's whelp in future remembers, and is content. Did I bite thee to bleeding, Galilean? Aye, verily, look thou at my hand. Tor laughed aloud. It is well, he said briefly. Nay, it is not well. Tis an evil thing for a child to bite like a dog. Wilt thou eat with me, small one? I bite like a dog, because I hate like a dog, and hunger like a dog, replied Tor slowly. I stole from the beggar, and thou didst take the money from me by force. Which is better? Nay, Galilean, I will not eat with thee. The stranger sat down upon a stone, with an air of indifference. I'm hungry, he said, and producing a brown loaf, and a handful of olives from his pouch, began to eat. Little by little, the child crept nearer. Presently, he stretched out one puny hand and snatched a fragment of bread which the man carelessly let fall ah thou said the galilean with an air of surprise and let fall another bit later he placed a large piece of the bread on the stone at his side and looked away at the tops of the houses does the hand that bleeds hurt thee over much stranger inquired a small voice at his elbow Does a hand that is wounded to bleeding hurt? repeated the Galilean gravely. Verily, the smart is grievous. Art satisfied? Why didst thou hold me when I would not? inquired the child. Was my doing any business of thine? The man shrugged his shoulders. Nay, he replied doggedly. It was not. Moreover, I should have been attending to the beam in mine own eye. I have been taught to forbear quarrelling, even for a just cause. I am already punished, and shall be punished again. Bray a fool in a mortar, saith the wise Solomon, yet will his folly not depart from him? Such a fool am I. Who told thee it was an evil thing to fight, Galilean? asked the boy curiously. He was sitting quite confidently now at the stranger's side munching bread and olives i say it is not evil that is unless one is beaten then indeed it is evil but one may always curse another i have learned divers strong curses ay i am able to curse a man or a beast in many tongues i have a master one jesus of nazareth said the galilean slowly He tells me that I must allow a man who has smitten me on the cheek to smite the other also. Of course, after thou hast smitten thine enemy soundly, he will smite thee again, if he is able. Is thy master a gladiator? God forbid, murmured the Galilean. He stared thoughtfully at the famished child, who was devouring the last crumbs of bread. Art thou filled? he asked. "'Tor shrugged his thin shoulders. "'Is the dry bread of Kidron filled with a single shower?' "'He inquired tiercely. "'I have eaten. "'I—' "'He stopped short, and fixed his bright eyes on the Galilean's hurt hand, "'which he had thrust into a fold of his tunic. "'Let me see it,' he added timidly. "'Wherefore, wouldst thou again wet thy teeth on me?' "'Tor shook his head.' it hurts me also now that i have eaten thy bread he faltered then to the immense astonishment of the man he burst into a passion of weeping his rough head bowed upon his scarred knees an evil-looking dog which had been hungrily watching the scene from an angle in the wall skulked rapidly toward the child and thrust his lean carcass between the two The Galilean sprang to his feet with a muttered imprecation and threatening upraised staff. Stop! cried Tor, in a sudden fury. Tis my dog, tis Baladin. Thou shalt not strike him. The man looked on in horrified astonishment, while the child wound his thin arms about the shaggy neck of the brute, murmuring gently. See, here is yet a bit of bread for thee. Good Baladin, eat, my friend, eat, it is good bread. The dog licked the child's bare feet, and whined his delight. Didst thou not know, boy, that dogs are unclean and evil brutes? Demanded the Galilean, with an air of profound disgust. Nay, thou art thyself unclean and evil, and I must away to my master. He turned his back upon the child, and strode away his head bent, his eyes fixed gloomily upon the ground. Tor watched him furtively. Then, with a word to the dog, which obediently slunk back into his chosen lair, he trotted noiselessly after the man. "'I will see where the stranger goes,' he told himself. The child had not followed the Galilean far when the dull rumbling of chariot wheels and the sharp crack of a whip warned him out of the narrow thoroughfare he flattened himself against a convenient wall and stared greedily at the sight this could be no less than a roman official of high rank the boy knew it right well his eyes roved eagerly over the rich appointments of the chariot and fastened inquiringly on the frowning face of the man who guided the plunging horses a second man stood at the driver's side, a man wearing a tunic and toga richly bordered with the imperial purple. Tor drew his breath sharply in pleased astonishment. Then he saw that the chariot was hotly pursued by a crowd of gammon like himself. "'Tis the Roman pilot himself,' he chuckled, "'and perchance he will presently cast out coin like grain From the fat pouch at his girdle a shrill cry burst from the child's lips as he joined the rabble at the chariot wheels to run to shout to feel the glad thud of the falling coin to wrestle fiercely in the dust to arise victorious to eat and drink the fruits of conquest this was no new thing to tor and what indeed was a random sting of a roman lash even one that chanced to fall on naked limbs or shoulders. To the glory of the chase? The man who held the whip plied it vigorously before and behind with loud imprecations in an unknown tongue, while he who wore the imperial purple stared frowningly into vacancy, his hands clasped loosely behind his back. Tor's swift feet gained on the chariot. Hail, great pilot! he shouted imprudently art deaf art blind art palsied give us now of the temple treasure aye give give the roman's dull eyes flashed baleful fire the fact that he had attempted to seize large sums from the temple treasuries and that the jews hated him for it was no secret in jerusalem but must the very gamin of the street taunt him with the fact He snatched the lash from the driver and plied himself with a practiced hand. Tor fell back with a shriek of keenest agony. The chariot and the rabble swept on and disappeared, leaving the child writhing on the pavement like a wounded animal. The whip, fringed cruelly with the glistening barbs of steel, had lashed him full across the eyes. End of Chapter 2